We are officially seven days into the title reign of Becky Lynch in NXT. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I'm the professor and you are locked into the Wednesday edition of WWT Live. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you are doing well. I am Gerard Bonner. They call me the professor around these parts. And it is time for WWT Live, the Wednesday edition as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, we've got Becky Lynch to talk about. We've got Grand Slam tonight. Vince McMahon is in the news. All of the things are happening. And then there's been a lot of spottings at the PC. We'll get into all of that. But I'm not by myself. Yeah, I, I don't look like her. She's much cooler. The boss lady is here. TK, what's going on? What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, just multitasking as per usual. As per usual. What's different about that? I love the Black Panther joint behind you. Well, you know, a little different scenery today. At any point in time, we can get different scenery from you all the time. Matter of fact, it changed up two or three times in the same show. I, remember. I forgot about that. I forgot about oh, that. You're right. Oh, yes. And I think who was present with us, who I think is officially back from the island of relevancy, it is the one and only said. How are you, kind sir? I am great. I am great. And that, I'm glad you reminded us of that beautiful moment because I still need the contractor who put teleportation and TK's humble abode. I, I need I that. I need that. I need that. that I, need to be, a lot of I need to be able to go from the bed to the couch, from the wow. bed to the fridge, like that. Like that. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful, it is. One day. Beautiful thing. One day. Shout out to the good brother, Ron, who is here, and everybody else who will be joining us in the chat. Always kinds of, always fun <laughs> kinds of things. And then there's JD. JD, my guy said says bed that's just hilarious absolutely hilarious so uh well let's see let's kick things off since we've been talking about becky lynch uh said would you like to tell us about becky lynch's first nxt title defense which yeah, happened this monday night so this is kind of exciting because becky's starting to get some 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 pull and starting to pull up the title in different places as we normally see with these different things um when the main roster goes and tap, taps in with NXT. She had her first title defense against Natalia on Monday Night Raw. Uh, there's some speculation going around that it was supposed to be rumored to be Tegan Knox. They moved Tegan Knox to the main event at the last second. And actually, Becky Lynch was campaigning for it to be Tegan Knox, her first choice. But this is cool for two reasons. One, we've seen main roster interact with NXT a lot. So it's just putting another spotlight on that NXT women's title. And it's meant to elevate the entire division. Something that Becky is so good at, even when she doesn't have the title, is she's able to pull other women who are, let's call them unsung heroes, if you would, that don't get the shine, that are in catered, not on television. She's trying to pull those people into relevancy on programming. So I'm glad that this was just the first of many. And if you saw her promo last night, she already has her eyes set on a lot of different women that we don't get to see in the title picture. So mm -hmm. this is a beauty of Becky Lynch going down to NXT, which people have been discussing for the past several months in lieu of however you felt about the Trish Stratus feud being good, getting stale or whatever. 
this is good for women's wrestling. TK, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I absolutely, um, I mean, Natalia is amazing. So I absolutely love it. But I think this is going to, what, what I talked about on Monday, it's going to leave and uh, create a uh, opening or avenue so we can feature other female wrestlers. So now the fact that Becky's down there, people are going to start looking at NXT more and now it's going to introduce us to newer people, which is a good thing. Um, so yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good thing. Interesting fun fact that I don't think most remembered uh, is that Natalia was actually in the very, very first NXT title match. She was in the finals of that tournament to take on Paige to determine the actual NXT women's champion. So it's kind of cool to see things come full circle for Natalia. Uh, but you mentioned that promo from last night. And uh, what did you think of that promo? Because there were a lot of thoughts and certainly it felt like it might have fallen flat uh, at the uh, NXT live crowd. The rhyming promo of Becky Lynch and her attempts to get virtually every uh, current NXT female performer in one promo. Uh, how'd you feel about that? So I personally didn't watch it live. I was actually flying back from the island at that time, but I did see it on I social media this morning. And I, I got a West Coast bias when it comes to hip hop. And Becky put on her very best corrupt impression. She was calling out names. And I love it. <laughs> Every name got mentioned in that women's locker room. And that's however you want to look at it. People might think it was corny, if it was clever, whatever. Every name got mentioned. And that's the importance of Becky Lynch being in NXT. To build up all the other talents that don't get to compete every single week. So her acknowledging all these names that we've seen one time or another in the ring. And we said, damn, she probably got it. Let's let's elevate her. And she did it. And they and they haven't been elevated yet. It shows that Becky is willing to work with all these different competitors, whether it's title or non-title, and put them in a position of, hey, this she has next up. So when you call her big time Bex, this is why. Mm -hmm. She's bringing everybody along with her. She's not a selfish superstar. She wants to share the spotlight with so many others. And that's what I got from it. Yeah. TK, what'd you think about it? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I think if, if she were to have done this like five years ago, it wouldn't have worked out. But given her style and who her stylist is and the vibe that she has, uh, I, you know, I'm, I was, I was, I was for it. Like, and and of course, just for women's wrestling in general and just bringing in more women. And I feel this is a, this is this is a good play. I feel like there's going to be a lot of spinoffs from what. Becky is doing from this. So this is a good thing. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. It, Becky kind of had that vibe of, you know, when somebody's brand new to a place and they want to show they've done their homework, then it's like, we're going to rattle off every name so that, you know, I've been doing my homework. Mm -hmm. right? Cause I don't think anybody randomly expected Becky Lynch to know who Ivy Nile was or to know who Lola Vice was. And so she, kept having that look like, aha, see, I told you I knew, you know, I did my homework, I studied. So uh, it was cool. Uh, again, I think sometimes people can be a little tough when it comes to delivery, but I think the bigger point was saying all of the a NXT women's division, I see you and I'm calling you out by name, which again, not many NXT women's champions have done for this crop of women. So I think this is going to be pretty amazing and from that 
we found Becky Lynch knows the entire roster in comparison to a certain five time, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champion. Uh oh. Uh oh. So with that, we ended up finding out uh, where Becky's next title match will be. It will be at No Mercy, where she will be taking on Tiffany Stratton in what has now been announced as an Extreme Rules match, which I think should be very intriguing. Again, Becky Lynch defending the NXT Championship on an NXT Premium Live event in 2023. I don't know that I'd ever thought that we'd say that, but that's what we're seeing uh, from this. I'm curious in terms of what you guys and what you guys in the chat would think also uh, relative to the addition of a Becky Lynch and of a Dominic Mysterio, both being on this NXT PLE. Do you think it moves the needle in terms of ticket sales, in terms of viewership, or do you think it'll be about the same? Uh, first off, I really don't like the fact that we have NXT and then Wrestle Dream back to back. Correct. Like, correct. This is correct. Like, I was talking to Sed and I was just like, wait, well, wait a minute. Like, this is so, um, yeah, I don't know how we're going to swing that. Uh, yeah. But carefully. You know, yeah, carefully. Um, yeah. Shout out to both a uh, AEW and WWE. We got media passes for that. So I don't know how we're going to swing that, but wow. we're going to make it work. Um, so that's my first, my first issue. But I, I'm I'm here for it. But what was the question again? <laughs> that's what that's what mainly I was get the teleportation man on the phone. <laughs> right. The question was: is the addition of Becky Lynch and Dominic Mysterio both as champions uh onto this no mercy PLE? Will it move the needle in terms of ticket sales, in terms of viewership, or do we think it'll just kind of stay the same? Well, I think it's in Bakersfield, so I think tickets, I think tickets will be good. Because, okay. you know, it's in an area that they don't necessarily get a lot of um, like WWE and it's a paper, it's a PLE, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think ticket sales will be fine for it. And as far as watching, I mean, this is the difference. I think we talked about it with last week as far as, you know, paying per event for AEW versus, you know, you have Peacock. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that um, watching will be much of an issue. And I think with Becky being on No Mercy and how it went down and how NXT went down yesterday, um, and I'm sure it's going to be even like more grandiose next week. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I definitely want to tune in. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Sed? I think it's big. And it, it, it automatically adds more star power to the card. I think when you had Dominic on the card, you were going to tune in because you automatically know Rhea is going to be around and possibly the rest of Judgment Day. But mm -hmm. adding Becky to the card, makes it that much more huge especially for uh you want to call it a small town in california known as bakersfield but it makes you automatically think like oh wow becky's going to main event a nxt card like mm -hmm. this probably overshadows even albeit slightly the carmelo hayes a dragon off too because i think i saw that coming for a while but you, if you throw in becky lynch you gotta say okay we're gonna get a women's main event mm -hmm. automatically so let's talk about that because we, we started seeing elements of that last night where prior to Becky having a match last night, the main event was supposed to be champion versus champion, Dominic Mysterio and the NXT champion Carmelo Hayes. Instead, 
that got moved to the middle of the card where the main event ended up turning into a tag team match involving Tiffany Stratton and Kiana James against Becky Lynch and Lyra Valkyria. Every time this version of Becky Lynch has been on NXT, it automatically puts her in the main event. So we've talked before about does a Becky Lynch and a main event, or excuse me, a main roster star take away opportunities from NXT stars? Are we in a space where if Becky versus uh, Tiffany Stratton main events No Mercy next weekend, has that taken away from the NXT championship, which would normally main event a PLE? And is this a good or bad thing? I think it's a I think it's a good thing because I still think that people bandwidth wise, if we were to choose, people are still going to do Raw and SmackDown and of course the the PLE for those. Um, so I think by her main eventing for uh, or her having that for NXT, I think it's a benefit because now okay. she's actually highlighting Tiffany Stratton versus not. Um, when I was, cause I think we talked about this on Monday with like having the rock and other people on, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not active. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Becky is. So, you know, she's using her skills to highlight them. So I'm, I'm for it as long as there's a fine balance to it. And I think what they're doing is right. It's, it's fine. Okay. Said, what do you think? Mello, Mello's a star. Everybody knows that. And he's been highlighted very well on the entire entirety of his run in NXT. I think if anything, long-term, this helps all of NXT, especially the women's division, which you can argue has a lot of talent, but got stagnant ever since Mandy Rose's exit. And with Tiffany Stratton, she really hasn't had that like marquee challenger. I think it helps not only Stratton be elevated to where they want her to be faster, mm -hmm. but it helps the rest of that women's division kind of catch up to speed as well. So I don't think it's, I don't think it'll be a loss for the men's division and mellow. Cause I think people will enjoy that match as well as mm -hmm. they did the first one, but I think it just helps the brand. It, okay. It's going to help the brand move forward and help elevate everyone. All right. Some comments uh, from the crew. Boza says, I don't think so. I think it's twofold. Becky's being used to bring eyes to Tuesday night because this roster can't draw. <sighs> I don't like that. Uh, and then she's bringing stability to the women's championship, <laughs> which I do think that's interesting. Uh, JD says, in this case, I don't think it's going to take away from someone else in NXT. With Becky being white hot, it's going to bring new eyes. Those new eyes might stick around. So whatever spot she's taking, it'll be filled again with more eyes. Okay, that's a perspective. Uh, Bo Boza says, Mello has been main roster ready since Mania. We just have to get through this uh, season as champion. He is a star, no doubt about it. Dylan says Becky needs to win, which I think is also interesting. I don't know who who should win this title match. Should it be Becky or should it be Tiffany Stratton? What do you guys think? I'm with Dylan because it only adds to the, like the luxury of the climb for Tiffany Stratton. Mm -hmm. If you have Tiffany drop to Becky twice, losing the title and then losing the rematch, and she has to climb in that trilogy match when she eventually can possibly go over, it makes her that much bigger of a star. Because mm -hmm. they can't lose Tiffany right now. They need her in NXT Women's Division. So once she regains that title, it automatically elevates her to that, to a similar stratosphere of like, hey, once the four horsewomen are gone and we got these next tier that include like Rhea, Bianca, EO, you can probably say like, hey, we got our eyes on Tiffany Stratton to kind of be that fourth possibly. 
Hmm. TK, what do you think? Does Becky need to win this title match uh, next weekend? Um, I think if she wins the title match, then um, it's kind of her, Tiffany doing something else and now highlighting different women on the roster. So I, I, I don't, I, I think it, I think it would be a good thing as far as highlighting and bringing younger women to like the eyeballs attention to everybody else. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be interesting. And I think there's a couple of uh, wrenches that could potentially be thrown in this NXT women's title picture. And I'm going to get to that in this next piece, because there's been an awful lot of activity going on in Orlando this week. Uh, and I mean a lot. And so uh, would said, would you like to talk about some of this or TK, do you want to talk about like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Ask pitching an article to you. It's, it's all, weird. it's, it's all said. It's all said. He said, I'm just, I'm just here. Oh, I can't. So I, I Oh no, I, I can, I can do it. I can do it. No problem. No problem. Have the latest one up to me because my computer's rebooting right now. No so. problem. I got you. So that <laughs> was in the streets. In Hawaii. Those Hawaiian streets. Those so it's <laughs> consensually now. Like, uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So a lot of activity has been going on at the performance center this week. So it is believed that there are 12 different stars that are getting tryouts there. And those names, uh, we'll talk about the women first. They include Maddie Rinkowski, who I know you guys have heard of before. Yeah, Valentina. she's been on the show, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Valentina Rossi, Kelsey Heather, and uh, Damaris Largo, and Hollywood Haley J, who you may be familiar with from the new NX, excuse me, NX Netflix series, Wrestlers, uh, which chronicles OVW. She is a major part of that. Now, others who are involved in this uh, these tryouts for this week, Include uh, Copeland Barbie, David Goldie, Jay Malachi, who I've called some matches for him. He's out of Carolina. He's really good. Richard Holiday, who has spent some time in MLW. Brogan Finley, who is the younger brother of David Finley from the Bullet Club. Also, Jamie Stanley, Ray Jazz, and Damaris Largo. So, 12 very interesting names uh, in the performance center along with a name we chronicled at the top of the week, one Jade Cargill. And so, yeah, what, what do we think right now about all of these tryouts now happening? It, it kind of feels like, for lack of a better term, WWE is kind of open shop again in a very, very big way. Kind of feels that way. What are your, what are your takes on hmm. now these tryouts happening at the Performance Center? I mean, it's the same feeling that I have before. It's like, okay, we have, we're opening up this for the, at the performance center, but we already have like a full locker room. So it's kind of a catch 22 because there's always possibility that there's, you know, they, they take say 10 people and out of those 10, there's always, you know, you dwindle it down, you know, the five make it and then they go through their things. And then only maybe, maybe one will actually get a good storyline that like sticks. So, um, you know, I could appreciate the process, um, but it's kind of like we got people already. It's, what, it's one of those things. So, you know, definitely have people in reserves, but it's also like, what about the people that we already like? Because if I was on the roster and I didn't have a story and now I hear now you're out here, you know, having tryouts and stuff. It's kind of like, wait, 
like what's 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 going on so you know it's a it's it's a double-edged sword but i see the benefits either way okay said your thoughts so i'm not familiar with all these names i think i know who valentina rossi is i think she's a bodybuilder um if i recall they spent they do some uh aw tapings but this makes me think immediately of the uh the new merger that took place like maybe there's just more money to actually support these type of things on a more ongoing basis and maybe you find one of those diamond in the roughs that you can build around and help nurture and train and you have more budget to make that flourish and be possible i don't think this takes food off anyone's plate um i just think it's possibly something that could be i guess more um more occurring in the near future because i know they're doing the campus tour again going to several uh pwis and uh trying to find talent i just think there's always trying to build the funnel and that funnel is going to be top down you have your stars but you want to make sure you trickle down and always keep rebuilding and rebuilding again yeah so we're getting some comments about uh valentina rossi that she has been uh, a part of wow that she's also been an extra in the d'angelo family which is pretty cool uh also maddie renkowski who i know has been in the nwa is a mm -hmm. star uh for sure and then jay malachi has done work uh in carolina at battle slam and aew he's been in a lot of places uh what i think is interesting about this is you know remember that time and it was i guess officially two years ago when nxt 2.0 became a thing it was also said hey we're not going after indie talent anymore. Mm -hmm. And I know that it had been said that they're changing their position on it, but to see it is a completely different ball game. So this has been the first time in quite a while that we've seen uh, an indie group of people go in for tryouts. Again, to TK's point, doesn't necessarily mean that all of them will make it, but I also wonder, you know, with them all coming in, where do they go like is it automatic that they go to nxt or some of these other places you know when you think about a, a maddie rinkowski you know uh a holiday um and and even arguably this hollywood Haley j um from ovw the thing about ovw is ovw does television and they mm -hmm. do live tv weekly so that puts somebody in a different stratosphere for wwe as opposed to somebody who isn't on television who doesn't know where that kind of thing goes so i think this gets very interesting to see who comes out of this and uh i i'll be intrigued to see who makes the class and when they make the announcement um it also makes me wonder too is there a consideration, and I know some people are probably going to lose their minds on this, but is there a consideration that there might be an additional television show coming? Oh, my God. I know. I, I knew you are saying that. But consider this. We're in a space where already they're, they're fighting for, you know, media rights things for 2024. So Raw and SmackDown are already up for grabs. Mm -hmm. When we're looking at a company like TKO, which would be looking to, again, maximize television presence and maximize content, it would not be a crazy thought that WWE somehow comes out with another show. Now, what that is, where that is, I'm not sure yet. They certainly have enough talent to do it. And if they're adding additional indie talent and the like, it's got to go somewhere. Man, That's I just good. want the mix match challenge back. That's all I want. <laughs> 
You really liked the mix match challenge? I, I loved it. Oh, I did I like really? the mix challenge. The I presentation of it, the way it was on Facebook watch, it was more interactive in the chat rooms. Like I, I loved it. It's great. Wow. They could have wow. really they could really still build upon that that concept. I I think I would have enjoyed that more if so this is gonna sound weird. If it wasn't clearly like it was they were competing for a charity. You know, so like when they're competing for a charity, it feels different than if they're in regular weekly competition. You know what I mean? So if if it served into something like that, that's cool. There were some cool ideas that went up there in terms of evolution as a possibility, mm -hmm. you know, and some other things. There are show concepts that I think WWE could put together that would really, really work, you know, uh, if if they do it. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see. So uh, Boza had an interesting comment. He says uh, they've got six hours of TV. I can see a seventh hour. That, that It could happen. It could happen. They're on TV right now, Monday, Tuesday, Friday. That leaves a Wednesday and a Thursday. And they could pick one of those days, which would probably be the Thursday. And um, they, they don't need a two-hour show. Do an hour show. Throw it in somewhere. Uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So I think we'll figure out hopefully over time what's next for WWE. But congratulations to all of these people who are at the very least getting tryouts. Uh, that's a good thing. So from there to tonight, AEW is a very big night ahead of them. Um, but before I get to AEW's big night, let's wrap up. Well, kind of wrap up WWE coverage and talk about one Vince McMahon who can't seem to stay out of the news, said, do you want to cover this one? Because this one was broken by the folks at the LA Times. Oh, wow. TK jumped off for this. I don't know what that means. but um, I'll, I'll follow you on this one because I feel like you, you can expound on that way better than I can. So, and, and I feel like TK is about to just teleport to another position, so she'll be this fine. This is probably what's going to happen. So the LA Times uh, is reporting some news about Vince McMahon. And the news basically is, you know, with all that has happened, the question is coming that there's new information that they've received relative to the last year and a half. And it's really dealing with this time where Vince resigned and then turned around and came back. And during that time, uh, we've now heard from one of the board members who resigned, who said that basically McMahon used his position as a principal shareholder to force his way back in WWE. And he goes on record talking about, you know, how basically McMahon's plan and how he wanted to do things versus how some of the board wanted to do things really didn't align very well. And uh, he went on to say, quote, he's the kind of person who expects loyalty. Uh, and he said that McMahon viewed the investigation against him as an act of disloyalty, even though the board was doing its job, which gets very, very interesting. The other piece of it that's interesting is there is wonder of whether or not what they what else they could find from this could actually cost Vince McMahon his current position with TKO. Uh, one of the pieces in this says that uh, depending upon these findings, McMahon could face criminal and or civil liabilities that could prevent him from serving as an officer or director of a public company, as well as a clawback of any, quote, ill-gotten gains. gains. So it looks like whatever happened with Vince McMahon, 
may not be over. It it may not be over. It's just, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, there's a part of me that also feels like, you know, Vince McMahon has somehow survived all of the things that have happened without there being any sort of charges. Will he also survive whatever this current situation is or not? What are your thoughts, Seth? That's a lot to digest. And it is and something about the wealthy and what we've seen from people like Vince McMahon is they always have an extra power play up their sleeve. So I feel like the allegations and everything else will continue to pile because I feel like he may have wronged a lot of people during his tenure. But I feel like there's always going to be a power play up his sleeve just to get, get back into power or to remain in some type of power of this entity. Even with, and if that, if all this is true, because I've seen some of the, the chatter and the tweets about this merger happening just because he was getting pushed out. So it's tough, man. It's tough. I, I, and like, there was the thing I saw today where there was a quote by Kurt Angle with his conversation with Vince about how he plans to live to 120 years old, that he's not yeah. going to relinquish uh, his work with WWE anytime soon. So he could just be one of those cynical guys that just has played out every scenario in his head and has it written out and scripted how he would counter these uh, actions. So I, who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? So this will be interesting. Again, it was interesting that it was broken by the L.A. Times. Um, and so from L.A. to New York we go because tonight is Grand Slam Dynamite for AEW. And one of the most interesting things that happened is that AEW decided to flex its media muscle in New York City. And that saw a couple of major stars on some major outlets. One of those being, of course, MJF found his way to CBS this morning to talk about all things connected to uh, what's going down tonight for Grand Slam. And it is believed that his appearances, be it there or be it with the Mets earlier this week, have helped to bolster sales uh, for tonight's AEW Grand Slam. So it's believed that AEW was kind of having some problems with tickets running for Grand Slam. It was previously reported that there had only been 7,493 tickets distributed uh, prior to this week. So there's also reports that AEW has done some uh, interesting promotions to move more tickets, including two-for-one offers, lowering prices, and on-air mentions. So it's going to be interesting to see how many people find their way into uh, Grand Slam, but it's been said that after MJF's appearance at CBS New York and the Mets game over the weekend, that they have already had, they being AEW, has had its largest day of ticket sales since Grand Slam tickets went on sale. And that was as of yesterday. So it looks like Grand Slam could turn into a pretty significant space for AEW. Now, that wasn't the only interesting media appearance for AEW. As Swerve Strickland, along with Prince Nana, found themselves on one of New York City's most significant and prominent radio stations, that would be Hot 97. They spent some time talking there about the uh, Prince Nana challenge that is out there. And I got to tell you, oh my God, let me let me just say this before the chat, like right before the challenge started, had the chance to go to Dynamite when it was here in Atlanta. And when Nana came out, I just 
I just couldn't stop myself. It was just, oh, gosh, I love this dance from Nana. And so I love that that it's getting some play. And what's so cool, which I didn't know was, and they talked about this on in the interview, that the single is getting more airplay and it's getting more streams and it's being used more in this challenge. But the single was not created by AEW. The single was created by Swerve and Swerve's team. So all of the money and things goes back into Swerve's pocket relative to that man. So, said, what do you think about these media blitzes coming from AEW and all of these cool spaces? A couple of thoughts. The, the MJF babyface thing is working out really well. And I think that's really shocking to me because of is. how rigorous he was as a heel. But and, and I hate to paint this picture, but like, look how well MJF is doing the the WWE things with, right. with, with talk shows and media appearances and things like that. If you really want to think ahead, mm -hmm. but like I'm happy for guys like swerve to get this spotlight that he seemed, seems like he was destined or supposed to have a long time ago. I think in a lot of talking circles, we talk about AEW uh, pushing and uh, boosting minorities and things of that nature and not really having like black characters at the top of the card and swerve is kind of grinded and been another, uh, parts of the card and now he's getting really elevated by all things his work as of late but just a a funny dance is mm -hmm. like really getting him over the hump which i think is yeah. really cool and i think a lot of us thought initially like keith lee was going to be the dude right like, i hope this leads to like swerve really getting a strong push at the top of the card but mjf doing the appearances he's been very vocal about his respect for samoa joe they're doing a long-term booking with the past pushing angle in nxt they're really he's really talking up joe about this match and it's supposed to be a banger of all but i mean just grand slam top to bottom seems like a really good card so i'm happy that they did the extra push just because it's new york this is the mecca this is yeah. the number one news outlet in the country so you have to do those things if you want to get over in that community absolutely it's pretty incredible and i i learned a few things i did not realize uh first of all how long the relationship has been between nana and swerve uh nana also uh is involved in the music industry still and so those elements uh have really helped swerve obviously both in wrestling and in music as well which is kind of cool to see so i i'm liking how both swerve and nana really are getting a lot of great publicity from mm -hmm. all of this, which I think is uh, fantastic. And again, to your point about MJF, it's kind of amazing to watch uh, what he's doing right now on this babyface run that really wasn't supposed to be, or so it seems. And so you mentioned some of the card for tonight, uh, which of course the main event is MJF and Samoa Joe for the world championship. Uh, one of the other big matches that a lot of people are talking about are uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Eddie Kingston, title for title, the Ring of Honor World Championship, the New Japan Strong Championship. Someone's walking out with both titles tonight. I'm curious to get your thoughts, both in the chat and from you, said, uh, what you're looking forward to most tonight uh, for this card from AEW. Uh, the other matches scheduled are the uh, International Championship as John Moxley takes on Ray Phoenix. Uh, the AEW Women's World Championship, Soraya versus Tony Storm, and then Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. One, the match that's on our screen right now, because the definition of on-site. And mm -hmm. I hope this is the culmination of sorts where they go their separate ways, like for a while after this, because it's always a good rivalry. Just 
them seeing each other from across the room and all the, the memes and stuff we've got out of this feud. And I think a lot of people are fantasy booking Eddie to get his moment and win this match to be beautiful. And I, we'll see. I, don't, I really don't have a prediction. I'm just very excited for what we'll gain uh, as a wrestling community from watching this. But Soraya and Tony Storm, this would be Soraya's first title defense, I believe. And they're pulling the trigger on the inner out, former outcast uh, stable mates going against each other because Tony's doing some of her best work with this Hollywood Hollywood uh, movie star gimmick. And yes. every time I see it on television, I, I I take something from it that is just so magnificent. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to see the match. I'm looking forward to see how well Soraya moves in the ring. Obviously, both those those young women were in the same past company together. So I look forward to that match actually delivering and yes. actually blowing people away with what we see tonight. I think that will really turn some heads. I, I agree. It's going to be a very interesting night. Again, it's almost a year to the day of when Soraya debuted in AEW, which also makes me wonder what surprises will we see? You know, think about this. Usually an AEW Dynamite episode is stacked with about nine or ten matches because they just pack them in. Five matches tonight, which means that they're going to let these matches actually breathe and have some room to tell some stories. Four of them are title matches, uh, con considering two world title matches uh, as well, which I think, it, well, three, technically, if you're talking about the women's world title also. So this is going to be interesting. But there are some interesting thoughts in here in the chat, and I want to make sure I highlight some of those because one of those thoughts deals with this here, this idea of Adam Copeland or Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Monet potentially making an appearance tonight as a surprise move from AEW. Well, we know the fake TK loves the shock value. He loves uh, the surprises and the uh, special appearances. I don't, maybe I'm being pessimistic. And, I, and I've said on this platform before that I don't think Mercedes and AEW is going to be a thing. I'll mm -hmm. stand by those sentiments until I'm wrong. But like Edge seems even more far fetched to me. Hmm. I don't. I don't look at Edge like Daniel Bryan, where he just wants to get off some more matches. I think he's literally just had his swan song, and it's like he's happy that people still enjoy his appearances. And I know Christian is best friend. They do. Mm -hmm. They're like. Tethered at the hip. I think they had their children at the same time, been best wow. friends for almost for, forever. I don't think he wants to go in and say, like, hey, I want to do stuff with my friend and kind of pull away from his shine right now. Mm. I, that, that's how I look at it. I think he wants to let Christian kind of do his own thing and cook. Interesting. I saw an interview with uh, Chris Jericho suggesting that, you know, if Edge did come over, it would be a move that could make sense with there being so many other people that he could work with, another kind of stamp to his career, which I think would be interesting. And yes, JD Grand Slam is tonight, so I'm glad we're talking about it. I'd hate for you to miss that. Uh, it's going to be good. Now, here's another interesting talk of returns, and that is, could Thunder Rosa return tonight? Comment there from Bobby, which I think is a possibility. More likely. I, th I think, think that's that more like likely to have somebody come back that's within your your ranks than to have the big Mercedes thing happen. And because granted, we know what's going to happen. It'll be like Mercedes appears after possibly um, Soraya retaining. That's mm -hmm. way too early into this title reign, if you're asking me. Hmm. That hmm. would totally put a cloud over the title reign 
for somebody who I think you want to hold it for a good amount of time. Yeah, you know, and I, I there's so many things that I have questions about relative to the Soraya title reign. Like, I don't know how good she really, when I say how good she is, meaning physically, is she able to handle AEW style matches, uh, which can be very physical uh, for their women's division. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know, which I think is going to be really interesting. And I think. Big Ray with these tweets calling wrestling Twitter soft, and I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) I think the real TK might be back. Let's see. Is she back? What's up, y'all? There she is. Uh, And look the streets now. My, how the tables have turned. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. One day I make the effort to come on a Wednesday show because it's not my show. I get harassed (laughs) oh gosh this is crazy there's some great predictions that are happening here in this chat uh jd mentions that it's a good point about christian doing great stuff with luchasaurus dylan says that mjf versus joe will have shenanigans they both can't lose i'm really interested in that i kind of feel like there's no way mjf loses this match uh that would be a surprise really a great surprise surprise because joe is Joe is always so good at wherever you put him on the card. And I'm happy right. that he's getting kind of the world title picture because it's unfortunately he's dealt with injuries in the past when given that that spot. But he's always is good at elevating who's up, who's across from him. And I think this feud has just added so many fires to the flame. Like I expect a really good match. But if Joe won, I don't think it would be like a I don't think it would be a bad thing if you did like a a short title run, something like that to make MJF getting even more white hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This might be my favorite comment of the day so far from JD asking, are those sunglasses or a movie projection screen? Wow. I knew, I knew, I already knew when you said JD and my favorite, I already knew he had something to say. <laughs> JD is like the resident, like, and and you know what? They're, they're, they're funny. Like, I can give you that. Because I'm the type of person who always calls out stuff, but they, I, I give you that. If they had the walk walk today, it would definitely go to you right now, though. Just know I, in your heart it's it's projecting to you. <laughs> and so let's see. Ron Al wonders, would MJF actually lose in his backyard? He doesn't see it, but... But, but wouldn't that make you talk a lot tomorrow if it happened? Not only would they talk, but the people would be red hot, and then they'd all be for an MJF chase for the title. Yeah. I, I, I think surprises are best when they are least expected. And I don't, I mean, I have no expectation for MJF to lose this match, which is the very reason why he could somehow lose this championship tonight. We'll see, though. Uh, like, let's see. If, like, I know it's not possible, but like, what if Cole even cost him the match? Like, something like that. That just like turns your head upside down. That could be possible. That that could be like there could be a whole thing of you know Roddy trying to to stop this thing, and then Cole comes out to try to stop him, and somehow it costs MJF. Like mm-hmm. that's not a bad idea, bad idea at all. Uh, let's see. Dylan says MJF is not losing until New Year's Eve or January the first, twenty twenty four. We'll see. Stranger things have happened. You're in the bidding war? <laughs> I, I think we want to get that out the way if we're going to be in the bidding war. 
for sure for sure so let's let's have uh i think i, I want to end on that so before we end uh we talked a bit about the pc earlier and we talked about sightings sightings of these 12 tryouts sightings of jade cargill and then there's been a sighting of a certain viper randy orton at the pc and there's actual video for it of randy orton at the pc and he's telling he's waving at people and then he's saying you don't see me like you really didn't see me what do we make of randy orton at the pc is he being kind and helping to train people helping to give back for all of these tryouts is he actually in ring shape uh preparing for a potential return is this for some other undisclosed reason that we haven't considered? Why would Randy Orton be at the PC? I mean, considering that the tryouts, wait, are the tryouts happening now or? Yes. So considering the tryouts are happening now, I don't see why he wouldn't be on hand to help out. So that's one thing, especially if he's not like he hasn't been on the roster for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um so, and the fact that he's waving and stuff like that, I think it's more of a help type thing versus versus actually getting ready for the. I mean, and, and both could be true, mm -hmm. but more than likely, because from what I remember, he's out for he's allegedly out for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's more just helping out the PC. Said, what are your thoughts? My first thought is, who is just outside the PC stomping grounds taking this video? Like, who, who's just hanging around that area? And it's like, oh, snaps, Randy Orton. Let me let me film him walking somewhere. Like, that's so weird to me. But 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 what's scary was it was several fans, and there were a lot of cars out there, which was also weird to me. Like, I didn't know that you could just roll up on the PC like that. I didn't know exactly. I, I imagine it being like some some Avengers type fortress where you you can't get access, but. Maybe I, I'll echo TK Simmons. Maybe it's because he is helping out some of the younger talents or maybe some of the high profile talents that we are notab notably heard about going to the PC. Maybe fans are outside trying to see if they can spot Jade coming to the PC and maybe Orton is there to help somebody like, like Jade get acclimated to the WWE style. But does this mean Randy's set to return? I don't think so. Cause his injury was pretty bad. Um, career threatening. I will say, I can also see Orton helping out some of the talent that are actively participating too. I think I read something about Orton being like the sole reason that Matt Riddle is not terminated right now. And they're wow. really close friends. So I think there's a lot that uh, there's a lot of game that Randy can give. Let's be honest. Um, if you want to have Randy in the Gort conversation, I wouldn't blink an eye because he's been doing it for a long time on a high level. I think there's a lot of wisdom in his brain. And I think he he's probably person in WWE you want to go to first just to know how to work in the ring, how to let things breathe, how to promo. I think he's just giving back to uh, whoever's at the PC right now as, a, as opposed to like getting ready to do a program. That's interesting. And I think it also just hit me why there were people there. Uh, if this happened yesterday, then it was likely for the NXT tapings where that fans were out there since they do tape at the Performance Center. So uh, that's a possibility. But either way, still pretty wild. And I guess even if it is just for assisting new talent, 
uh, helping some of the existing talent. The idea that Randy Orton is anywhere near the PC is always a good sign in terms of his own personal health. You know, when you've got back issues and things like that, it's good to be able to see him walking under his own power, um, being able to do that kind of thing. So shout out to Randy Orton. Um, Oh, yeah. More news. Wow. We had a lot of news today, uh, <laughs> including, you know, we've talked quite a bit about some uh, arrivals. Well, it's official. Uh, the departure of the dyad. They have officially and quietly left uh, the WWE. James Drake, Zach Gibson, formerly known as the Grizzled Young Veterans, most recently known as Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler, part of the dyad exited wwe quietly now they had requested their releases all the way back in april we certainly thought that they would have gotten them around june but the case is they now have them they are gone and it was done extremely quietly so uh you know best wishes to them in terms of where they will land and who knows who knows maybe they show up tonight they're yeah, be a professional. They did this whole thing professionally. They showed up to work, put on great matches with the schism this entire time. I mean, I I hope they land somewhere and just do some prominent work, Max. I, I love them better as Grizzle Young Veterans. Like I would I love too. to see them work the tag team gauntlet in AEW. Very, very, very underappreciated tag team. For sure. Um, I wonder how um like what's the timeline you mean like they asked for their release and why didn't wwe just release them like because sometimes i mean this is relatively short because i mean you had soraya aka page hers was years mm -hmm. so like i wonder what the and I'm, we'll never find out but i wonder why like certain timelines are shorter and longer and you know all the things yeah that is if the non-compete for nxt superstars is usually 30 days. It's usually oh, 30 good. days. But what I don't... That's, I, after, that's after the release. So you ask for the release, they can hold you for like however long, and then, you, then the non-complete cause kicks in. Right. But I don't think that there's a non-compete if you completely run out your contract. Yeah. So if you if you do your full contract, which is part of the reason why, you know, all the talk about Jade is at the PC now, you know, having run her contract out. So if indeed the deal is that they ran their contract out, uh, then who knows where we'll see them? Who knows? And I think they did. I think they did it amicably yeah. on television, too, from everything they that they've did. shown. They certainly did. I mean, and they were involved in a pretty important storyline in NXT as well uh, as part of the dyad with the schism. So interesting, interesting times. OK, so I think this really is our final one. And I think it's ending on a good note. And that is uh, yesterday. Officially, we began to celebrate the 15 year wrestling anniversary of Bailey, who started uh, literally wrestled her first match 15 years ago yesterday and what an incredible career she has had and certainly she is really still doing great things i'm curious to find out from you guys what are your favorite bailey moments and there have been a lot of them so i'm intrigued to see your thoughts favorite bailey moments well i'm gonna be very selfish with this one uh we got to interview her actually <laughs> The story of getting to interview her was like insane. So I got to interview her that day. My car was in the shop and I didn't want to take an Uber. So I packed my 
uh, interview clothes in my bag. And I, this sounds like super old school. I literally walked to the interview. It took me an hour and a half because it wasn't that far, but as far. And as long as you have music, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but I walked to the interview, changed up and did the interview. And she was like super dope. So wow. that is like, well, I mean, you can see the interview. It's on um, our YouTube page, but the backstory to that. And then like, she was just like super friendly. But this is before she's the Bailey now. And we had talked about that. This is when we were talking about tag team um, belts and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's my Bailey moment selfishly. So yeah. That's a good moment though. It's a good moment. Said. Uh, I, I got two. I mean, Pandemic Pam when her and Sasha were running, pretty much running everything during the pandemic uh, mm -hmm. shows where they were literally on every show and probably produced the best content for that entire period. But yeah. I always go back to the debut, how, mm -hmm. how, how big of a pop that was and the genuine joy you can see on Sasha's face that one of her best friends are, were on the main roster when they did the tag match with uh, Charlotte and Dana Brooke. I think that mm -hmm. was, such a wholesome moment that I always go back and watch and you can just see the pure joy on everyone's faces when she finally got the call up. Yeah. Yeah. That was good for me. Uh, man, that Bailey Sasha match at NXT Brooklyn, just, I really feel like that, that match really revolutionized and entered us into this modern era of women's wrestling uh, particularly on the WWE side. And I thought it it took that NXT match um, to do it. The other moment I really liked was, you know, that moment when she debuted her new haircut and had gone full heel Bailey. Mm -hmm. It was just like, whoa, you know, she, she cut up the, you know, the, the inflatables. She debuts the hair and takes her hood off. And it was just, it was just an awesome, Awesome moment. There are a lot of great Bailey memories here in the chat. Uh, let's run through a couple of them. Uh, let's see. Boza says her and Mercedes held the women's division down during the pandemic. Absolutely. For Dylan, it was her heel turn. One of the best heel turns of all time. I agree. It was really, really good. Uh, Boza says that probably saved her career. Where else does face Bailey go? And I agree like that. Exactly what Bianca doing right now. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. I, I think she would have had to have shed something from that huggable Bailey, though, because she was still too nice. Like something would have had to come off. She would have had to stop the inflatables. She would have stopped the rings around her arms. Something would have had to have stopped uh, for, for her to do that. Uh, oh, this is a good one from Bobby. Uh, Bailey having a SmackDown Women's uh, Championship reign for quite a long time. And she did. She had a very long reign. Mm -hmm. Uh Ladies wrestling Grio, every moment of Bailey and NXT and pandemic Bailey and Sasha circa 2020. Th those were some very, very good times. And uh, Dylan says, if Bailey turns babyface again, she needs to be this character. And I don't know if it's the current Bailey, that version of Bailey, or I don't know which one, but he'll get me straight. Uh, Ron says, uh, honestly, I didn't see the NXT Brooklyn live, so I'm going to have to go with the 2020 version after the heel turn. Uh, Ron, go back and check out that match. It'll change your life. It was amazing. And, you know, we don't say that lightly around here. Uh, didn't Bailey make some kid in the cr crowd cry? I like that moment. JD, you would like that moment. <laughs> 
you would like that moment. Let's see. Uh, there's one other. Sasha and Bailey at TakeOver is a massive part of why the women's revolution is what it is today. It doesn't get the recognition it deserves. I agree with that, Dylan. And let's see. Oh, one of Bobby's favorite moments is Bailey creating damage control. I like that. I like that. And then off topic, but Jade Bianca joined Bob and the Street Profits. Yes or no? I saw this floating around Twitter and I mean, I can see it. If you want her to kind of just be a part of something so she doesn't have to stand her alone, stand her own so early. But correct me if I'm wrong, that would mean she would be a SmackDown superstar. And I feel like Raw could probably use the help, just in my estimation. Uh yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm not sure where I am on this yet. Uh there's a part of me that feels like J. If anybody's going to join, it should be Jade. I don't think we need both Jade and Bianca in the same faction. And I do think we need to get to a point where at some point we see Jade versus Bianca. It's kind of the new modern dream match, if we're honest. So uh, however we get there, I think would be incredible. I think, I think they send them for Naya initially, if they're going to do anything. I don't Save. think, um, think personality-wise... I mean, I, I caught the tail end of it because somebody's trying to call me and mess up my audio. But um, personality-wise, I don't think Jade and Bianca would be great in the faction. Mm -hmm. They're two, like, alpha personalities. Mm. Mm. I like it. I like it. Uh, okay, so Jade and Bianca as women's tag champs is what we need and what the division needs. That's an interesting take. Uh, and let's see, JD says Jade and especially Belair are attractions on their own, and they are. I mean, mm -hmm. they definitely can stand alone. I don't think anybody will question that. Well, that's gonna do it for us here at WWT Live today on the Wednesday edition. Uh, let's let the people know how you can reach out to us. Said, how can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at said says Instagram at says the answer. And I write for WWT here as well as dailyddt.com. Check out some of my articles. You can also check out my journalism work on my socials as well, or my website, cedricdwelton.com. All I can say for everybody in the chat is thank you for joining us. If you see us on the Twitter and all the likes go forward and be a good person. I like it. I like it. Uh, it's weird. TK. Do I, I feel like, I mean, it, Feels like you should close the show. Like, don't, don't you? Um, go for it. Um, so yeah, follow, <laughs> follow us on everything at uh, WW Talk Pod. WW Talk Pod. Um, check out our new website, www.talkpod.com. Uh, we have new things coming. A whole rebrand coming as of today. So a uh, lot, lot of things, a lot of different things happening. So check all that out. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. I appreciate you all for your support. And yeah, go forward. I feel like that's going to become a new tagline here, and I'm <laughs> I'm for it. You guys, of course, can reach me at Bonnerfied on all of the spaces. You already know the drill. So uh, super cool. And again, on behalf of TK, Sed, and the entire team here, uh, again, WWT Live will be back on Friday, so you can certainly check us out. Thank you for all of your support for all that we are doing. Remember, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Peace. Women's Wrestling Talk. 
the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.